you know that it's possible to survive the boss from hell without quitting your job or selling your soul? Hi, my name is Ken Williams and I'm a certified life coach and a master of connecting with people. I've had a lot of bad bosses because who hasn't? And I'm the host of the Bad Boss Podcast, a podcast where we explore ways to improve relationships at work so that you can survive the boss from hell. So join me as we delve into the ins and outs of working with people that you never wanted to be friends with. If you're hoping to reduce your work stress and increase your job satisfaction when it seems impossible, this is the podcast for you. Get ready to discover the power of untoxic positivity and learn how to survive the boss from hell. And happy Monday once again. Whatever day it is for you, happy Monday. And last week we talked about being a victim and how to not be a victim or that it's a better idea to not be a victim. And today we're going to talk a little bit about what happens when you decide to take a step out of that victim story and into your own power, your own authority, your own um, decisions. And, and <laughs> excuse me, I got... Uh, a little choked up there. The bottom line, the, the short answer is it's not comfortable. It is uh, highly <laughs> uncomfortable anytime we make a change. The, the thing that's um, interesting about how our brains work is our brains are designed to keep us safe. And for me, as I've gained a few years of experience, that has turned into the story that I've told myself has been that I want to be comfortable. I want to be comfortable. I want to make decisions that are comfortable. For example, I used to work many years ago for a company uh, called RCI, Resort Condominiums International. And they have, they had at the time offices in the Pyramids, which was an office complex in on the north side of Indianapolis. And because of the shift, I worked second shift. Because of the shift, the parking lot was usually full. I would park uh, in the back of the lot. And I would walk in the elements, whatever the elements were for that time of year, to the building. Take my my elevator up to the whatever floor I was on. And I had a goal. (laughs) It's a stupid goal. But I had the the goal that I didn't want to wear winter gear. I didn't want to wear a coat. I just didn't like wearing coats. And I didn't want to wear a coat until after Thanksgiving. And so there were plenty of times that temperatures would drop. Uh, in Indianapolis, sometimes the temps here it is, it's just the week right after Thanksgiving or so, and temperatures are in the teens. So sometimes my Thanksgiving goal would be very uh, uncomfortable. And the thing that was uh, that I did not think about at the time was that my discomfort of wearing a coat, because I just didn't like the bulk, was being traded off for the discomfort of being cold. So as time has gone on, I have shed that goal. I no longer have the goal of not wearing a coat before Thanksgiving. Now my goal has been to dress (laughs) appropriately for the weather. And uh, still, my thought has been, I want to be comfortable. And in in my quest to be comfortable... Um, I have maintained a level of discomfort in various areas of my life. 
And uh, last week I hinted about a, a decision that I had made that was uh, generating some of this discomfort. I think next week I will probably be at a point where I'll give you a little bit more details because I'll have a few more details. But um, what happens a lot of times is we just trade discomfort, but we don't think about it that way. <laughs> we think that, well, if I choose this route, it's going to be uncomfortable. So I'm just going to maintain the status quo, which is uncomfortable in a different way. But it's a, it's a familiar discomfort. And that's the kicker. That's the, that's the deal. So a lot of times, um, as I've coached people about relationships, and it doesn't matter the relationship. It could be a relationship with a spouse or a relationship with a child or a relationship with an in-law or a parent or um, more, more uh, specifically, relationship with a boss. Uh, it is frequent, uh, probably close to 100% of the times when somebody comes to me with a relationship issue. They're uncomfortable because of the way that the boss is handling um, maybe the expectations or maybe the the actual interpersonal interactions or maybe the um, schedule or whatever it is. We trade off the discomfort of having to live with that <laughs> Those interactions, the 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 schedule maybe, or the um, expectations, or whatever, whatever it is, we trade that discomfort. We trade out, we maintain that discomfort. I don't know if I'm saying it right. Um, for the discomfort of having the conversation, the uncomfortable conversation. I can't tell you how many times I've talked to people who have not had the uncomfortable conversation, so they just maintain the discomfort of the status quo. So what I want to uh, share today is it doesn't matter what you decide. It's going to be uncomfortable. If you decide to stay uh, in the status quo, whether that's in the current job or whether that's with the boss, with the relationship the way that it is, or whatever other, whatever other status quo it is, the discomfort, the thing that you're complaining about, uh, maybe it's the weather, maybe it's whatever it is, that discomfort is you're you're maintaining that only because it's dis- discomfort that you know. It's the discomfort that you know. You're comfortable with that discomfort, um, and so you're willing to trade potential amazing comfort <laughs> in a different way because you don't want to have the discomfort of having a an uncomfortable conversation. So I'm just going to let that sink in for me for a minute, because this is, as I talk through things, a lot of times it it hits me as well. And so as I am making decisions that are affecting what my day-to-day is or what my life is or what my direction is or whatever, I am trading, uh, and maybe a better way of saying it is I have not been trading for something better because of the discomfort that I anticipate being bigger than the, the discomfort that I'm, that I'm experiencing. Does that make sense? So let me tell you a story and I'm going to make, I'm going to keep it vague because of uh, commitments that I've made to maintain uh, confidentiality. But I was in a, uh, I was in a program one time where I was um, given an assignment. I was given a task (laughs) I was given a challenge. I was given an opportunity to do something that was way, 
way outside my comfort zone. The whole purpose was to get outside my comfort zone. Uh, Jia Zhang, if you've heard of him, if you haven't heard of him, he wrote a book. I think the book is called Rejection Therapy. He went viral several years ago. Um, he wanted to get through discomfort himself. And so he, uh, he was afraid of being told no. And so he created situations where people would tell him no. And every day for 100 days, he tried to get a no from somebody just so he could become immune from the, uh, the rejection. The problem in my situation, the problem with Jaw's situation, and his name, by the way, if you want to look him up, Jaw G, or it's J-I-A, Jang, J-A-N-G. Uh, he's uh, got uh, programs out and things like that that are uh, fantastic if you want to get into to, um, working through some of those uh, rejection uh, fears. But the, the thing that I experienced was that the fear that I imagined was so much greater than the discomfort that I experienced when I was going through this out-of-my-comfort-zone experience. The fear was so much greater. And like on a scale of 1 to 10, if, if the imagined fear was a 10, which is what kept me from, from moving forward, the actual discomfort was like a 3 or a 4. It was almost nothing. In Jaws situation... He, I think it was day four, day five, he, I didn't know I was going to talk about this, otherwise I would have looked it up, but he went into a Krispy Kreme donut shop and asked for five donuts, but he wanted them to be linked like the Olympic rings. And he thought, there's no way they're going to be able to do this. There's no way. And so he thought for sure, I'm going to get my rejection out of the way and he'd be able to move on. Well, he ran into somebody it was the assistant manager of the store, and she was so helpful. She was so kind. She went out of her way to make exactly what he wanted. And he, um, and not only did she make the Olympic rings, she wasn't able to link the donuts, but she cut them and, and arranged them so that it looked like the Olympic ring um, logo. But she frosted the donuts in the colors of the Olympic rings. And she checked to make sure that she had the right colors and in the right order. And so in his effort to be rejected, he got a a major acceptance. And so as he posted the video, it it blew up, it went viral. And he started to learn over the course of this hundred days that the rejection, first of all, it, it can be, um, it's never as big and scary as you imagine it. That was my experience. It was not as big and scary as I imagined it. As I uh, was at a young men's camp last year, this past summer, uh, standing on the edge of a, it wasn't a cliff. It wasn't really high. It was probably 10, 15 feet high. And all the boys were running, jumping off. And I stood there thinking, I'm not afraid to jump off. I've done this before. It's not, I just, I, I don't feel like it. I don't feel like getting wet right now. I don't feel like jumping into the water, but yeah, they're having a great time. They're having a good time. It would be fun to go uh, hop in. I had my uh, my son with me. It would have been fun to go um, play um, just water water games. And but I talked myself out of it because uh, I just don't feel like it. And I think a lot of times we don't act. We don't move towards what we want because uh, I just don't feel like it. I just don't. I, I'm not. I'm not in the mood. And so. 
what I want to share with you today is that it does not matter what you decide. It does not matter if you stay where you are. And when I talk about that, I'm, I'm, that could be a physical, uh, you stay in the job that you're in, or you stay in the relationship that you're in, or you stay in the, the, um, the mindset that you're in, or if you change. If you change, there are going to be growing pains. It's going to be uncomfortable. But chances are the discomfort is not nearly as great as you imagine it's going to be. One of the things that I said during my program, uh, as I was stepping outside my comfort zone to have this experience, uh, and the way that I described it was the fear is not nearly as big or as thick as it looks from the outside. Once you step into it, it almost, it almost disappears. It doesn't completely disappear, but like I said, it drops from a 10 to maybe a three or four. So it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what you choose. You're going to be uncomfortable. So think about that and how it uh, connects with the idea that um, not making a decision keeps you in that victim mode. If you intentionally decide, I'm going to stay in my current environment. I want to stay in this relationship. I want to stay in my current job. I want, for whatever the reason, I want to stay in this, uh, this environment that's perfectly fine because it's a decision. And if you've made that decision and you want some help working through the um, mental games <laughs> that you might have to play um, so that you can survive the boss from hell, feel free to reach out to me. I would be happy to, to talk strategies with you. But it's a decision, but that's your decision and, and you're committed to it. If you want to make a d- different decision, then um, I'm all for that too. Make a different decision. The The bottom line is A, you're in control and B, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter what you decide. It's going to be a little bit uncomfortable whether you maintain the status quo, whether you make a different decision and just be aware that the discomfort that you feel that's keeping you from making a decision doesn't go away once you make the decision, but it sure diminishes a whole heck of a lot because you've made the decision. Now you know what you got to deal with. If you decide, as an example, I was talking to somebody the other day who has a difficult boss and she said, I just don't think I can find another job that's going to pay me what I'm getting paid. Okay, that's fine. If you want strategies and you have decided you want to stay where you are, even though that means you got to deal with the boss from hell, then let's chat. We'll talk through strategies so that you can enjoy the, jo- the job as much as possible, even though you have the boss from hell. But make the decision. Be willing, be willing to feel the discomfort. And uh, that's, my, that's my thought for this week. Next week, we're going to talk about the common denominator. Anytime that you have a problem, <laughs> there's a pattern. Your brain goes with you and approaches your, your problems with you. And so what's the common denominator? Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Bad Boss Podcast. We hope you found it helpful and inspiring. Remember that relationships are a work in progress and making mistakes is normal. And if you want to have a better experience with your own bad boss, I'd love to chat. Reach out to me at ken at kenwilliamscoaching.com.
or check out the link in the show notes. Don't forget to subscribe and share this podcast with others who might benefit. And until next time, don't forget to spread untoxic positivity everywhere.